Live from the Bill's Famous Cheese Spread Studios at the Downstairs Pub. A very special Christmas edition of the Blockout Sports Pod is on the air. From the aforementioned Downstairs Pub Studios, uh, behind the master control desk, my name is Travis Carter. Sitting uh, at the high top table to my right, the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, as always, a man who at this point is not internationally known, but is in fact known to rock a microphone, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Fellas, how we doing? I, I gotta I got ask, did you, um, did you say oh, ho, Sammy ho. Watkins in the middle of that music? What was, what was that I just, for? I just, uh, he's finally healthy again. I so mean. we're <laughs> celebrating Sammy Watkins' health? No. Merry Christmas, Sammy Watkins. Yeah. We're glad you're healthy. Glad, glad you're back for the ninth time this season. And I wish you guys could see... Um, the shirt that Freddie's wearing, Diana Ross with a four-foot afro, at least, on it. Yeah, awesome. Spectacular. This is a perfect shirt. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's awesome. Upside down. Um, Upside down. Do want to thank everybody that uh, listened last week. Um, every week, the audience gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. We are on social media on Twitter at blockout pod at blockout pod and uh if you uh, are enjoying the podcast please take a minute not just to follow us on twitter but to uh give us a uh like or a follow or a five star rating because uh that helps us and lets us know that you guys are enjoying uh what we put out um fellas the biggest thing that happened in the last week the world cup final um, I know Tuna coming into this tournament, uh, Freddie had to convince you, uh, reasons why to watch. I wanted to go to you first okay, and just get your immediate reaction to not just the final, but the, uh, tournament in general. What, what is your, uh, final review of the event as a whole? All right. First of all, I want to talk about that game and the atmosphere that I was in. I had to work Sunday. So I'm at work and I have my iPad set up and I'm watching this, this soccer match happen. And I I started growing more and more of a crowd behind me as, as this game went on and just watching that game and around all these guys who'd never watched. They're like me. They don't watch soccer. Like maybe one or two of them, like none of us ever watched this. We don't know the rules. And like, there's, 10, 11 of us just all standing around an iPad watching this go down. And I have to say that is one of the the best sporting events I think I've ever watched. Uh, front to finish, the level of intensity. Um, just when you think it's over and Bappe comes in and, 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 and gets that Hat you know, trick. The, the massive goal. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like secretly hoping, I'm like, let's go to penalty kicks. I really want this to go to penalty kicks for two reasons, because I love watching penalty kicks, but also I wanted to hear Freddie have a mental breakdown again, because that was, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Fortunately, uh, those two teams know what they're doing in penalty kicks. So. Yeah, that was, it was, it was great to it watch. even better. But front to finish, man, like, like I touched on before, um, from the beginning of the event to the end, um, Watching, you know what what it means to to the countries, and w- just during the national anthems, and watching the fans, and and you know honestly, just what what it means to them. I had no idea. I mean, obviously, you know that it's a big deal, but 
just to see it and, and watch it like that, that that's something that i've never really experienced and you could tell with the celebration that happened in argentina on the streets oh, that man. was i've never seen anything like that, no, that and, and, was... i mean messi couldn't even get in his driveway they they, <laughs> they they had every like everything blocked off i mean it's imagine like tom brady not being able to go into his driveway after the super bowl or something like that like this is the entire country celebrating and it it was the yankees red Sox. it was it was bigger than that dodgers giants it was steelers dallas it was the two bad boys playing each other too which made it even better and everyone said can it live up to what is on paper, and oh my lord, did it ever! It, I mean, it really did. I again, like I said last week on last week's episode, I would, it was just another soccer match to me because I didn't have any money involved. I think were my, my my was my exact quote, and um, I take that back because I enjoyed every second of that championship match. And so. like Freddie said, the the big thing was, you know, we got the matchup that everybody wanted on paper the two best teams and so many Sorry, times Brazil. so many times those games don't live up to all the hype but this one exceeded it oh yeah i mean you got uh i mean they go up two nothing and you're thinking oh god it's looking so bleak and i'm i think i texted you on i said Mbappe, why don't you take your dress off and start doing something and quit whining? And then what does the what does the champs do? But in the fortieth minute, if I'm not mistaken, he subs he he subs out Giroud, and uh, I'm trying to think who the other one that he subbed out to. Well, Argentina subbed out Di Maria, which I well Di Maria is. He's he's older than you think. He looks okay. young, but he's older I mean, he than you think. He looks like he's like it was twenty years old. Griezmann, right? It, no, I think Griezmann came. Yeah, it may have been Griezmann, but like what a name for a French two guy, major Griezmann. players to sub <laughs> out so fast. And you know that's a confident manager. He knew what he was fed up. He was ticked off. They weren't doing what the plan was, and. You know what? They were the biggest. They were cheering as much as anybody on the sidelines. I noticed too. I think Giroud got a yellow card for yeah, he did. <laughs> screaming at the ref at he one did. point. Um, and that's just a sign of a great team and a past champion, which they are. But for Messi, you know, how's Messi? Thirty-five years old, right? LeBron, blah blah blah. I mean, for him to he got the most appearances record he got most minutes record uh i don't think he ever missed a penalty kick the whole tournament which was and i'm talking in pks or for a uh a mishap in the box a foul in the box which is unbelievable for a goalie to have notes and and all that on somebody like that that one that he kicked he just rolled it in oh yeah he just, it just just put I a little mean, touch on it i've never messy was yes. on fire he he really was you could tell at the end of the game he was doing him and mbappe were putting on an absolute world-class clinic on foot skill dribbling at its best that you will ever see uh and i'm talking both of them 
I mean, Mbappe, I mean, I thought he was going to score at the last second there, and he was dribbling all around and faking people out. I, it was unbelievable. How about the save the Argentinian goaltender oh, made in the last That minute? guy was incredible. Man, yeah. That, I mean, he extended out when he caught it with the back of his foot like yeah. that. I mean. Just I, total I instinct. Absolutely. And I guess I want to say this. Uh, Messi was the first player in World Cup history to score in the group. To score in the round of 16, to score score in the quarters, semis, and the final. That's pretty impressive. So that's your MVP, if you will, folks. It's almost as impressive as writing your notes on a gambling card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's white on the backside there. Um, piggybacking on, on top of how good that World Cup final was, I don't want to belabor this point or spend too long on it, but I was trying to think of... Any other, you know, ultimate, the final event, the big game that has been better in my lifetime? I mean, may, you know, if it's a Final Four or a championship game in, or a national championship game in football or the Super Bowl, can you guys think off the top of your head? Uh, I mean, uh, the, when you go to, know. it's tough to go to with baseball because it, it, it's over a course of a series. So each game you can lose that and move on. Right, that's just one game. Yeah, that's what the, makes it crazy. The '88 World Series with Kirk Gibson just stands out, just the way he hit that right. off Dennis Eckersley in the moment. And um, what about the Giants versus Brady and Belichick? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's I mean, a big you one. Know, the, the crazy catch in the middle of the field. And I tell you, if Gordon Hayward would have hit that shot against Duke, the half court shot for the NCAA right. championship, that would be right up there. Yeah, and I was at that game, and, by the oh, way. And nice. don't, don't forget about, like, the Gonzaga shot, which was the half court. Uh, was that to make it to the final game? Yes. Yeah, I mean, okay. But, I mean, it's, it is hard to compare because this is one game. You got one chance to live it up and make it happen. And and it, that's what makes it so different from every everything. And it's so well, much, I mean, you still the Super Bowl's one game. Well, you're uh, right. You're you know, right. But it's so much bigger because you're not representing Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or Tampa Bay. You're representing the United States or Argentina or France. And so know. the stakes just seem so much it just seems so much more important. I just think everybody really wanted. You know, Messi is a very likable guy. He is. I mean, he never really gets involved in too much to where you're like this guy, like like Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, and people like that. If you even care, uh, but but Messi, I mean, everyone kind of wanted it for him. You know, I mean, even people that are like, oh yeah, I, I know who that Messi guy is. So, if the United States were to win the World Cup. What do you think our celebration would look like? It would be very strange. It would almost be I don't like know every if people city, would know what to do. I think every city might have some sort of celebration. Do you think so? I'm not kidding. Like, do you think Louisville would, would, would I don't know, go maybe, out in the streets? Maybe at our club soccer stadium they might do yeah. something. But like, I would think Kansas City, New York City, St. Louis – uh, all the big places Portland. where Portland, where Kansas all, City, did you already say we, Kansas? Yeah, City. where we play a lot of our uh game. Where, I where just the found World out Cup the U.S. Cup went, is named after Lamar Hunt, by the way, who was the yeah. owner of the Chiefs. But so, I but didn't know that. but it was it was spectacular, and I mean, it it I mean, it had to go to PKs. Who goes first, folks? 
Lionel Messi. Damn right he does. And he goes in and he sets the tone. And by God, everybody did pretty good on penalties. The goalies were absolute animals. And who went first for France? And who went first for France? Like you, were, like you were exactly. saying Exactly. They before. did it the right way. That made right. the game even better. Higher stakes and poor Kinsley Coleman. And their jockstraps uh, And he'll, he'll never forget that till the day he dies. So, uh, I guess you could get crazy on soccer as some of the NFL games brought a little craziness like that, didn't they? Yeah, and we're going to uh, definitely touch on the craziness of last week's NFL slate. Um, and But to start off talking about the NFL, I did want to touch on a piece of unfortunate news that broke this morning. Um, we lost uh, Hall of Famer, four-time Super Bowl champion, Franco Harris. Legend. Uh, Steelers legend, obviously. Um, interestingly enough, this weekend, uh, was going to be the 50 year celebration of the Immaculate Reception. Um, Pittsburgh was going to retire Franco's number, which I couldn't believe that his number wasn't retired in Pittsburgh either. Um, but apparently they just don't retire numbers. Okay. Um, they were making an exception for Franco and I'm, I, I would assume that Bradshaw has his number retired and prop. I don't know enough about Steelers folklore to know that uh, in particular, but iconic doesn't even begin to describe the immaculate reception. I mean, any, any NFL, you know, uh, production or anything like that, you will always see at the beginning when they do the quick snippets of the video Every single time you see Franco reaching down towards the turf to grab the ball uh, and beat the Raiders. And uh, I grew up as a young kid, as a Cowboys fan, that came in just after the big rivalry. You know, I was just after Stallback and those guys. My teams were Danny White, Tony Hill. Dorsett was still there, Everson Walls, those guys. But I knew my favorite book uh, that I wore out was called Countdown to 13 Super Bowls. This is how old I am. (laughs) When I got the book, there had only been 13 Super Bowls played. (laughs) And I just remember reading about the exploits of Lynn Swan and John Stallworth and Mean Joe Green and Franco. And so I just wanted to... I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, Freddie, I think you might have even mentioned that uh, Franco was one of your dad's favorite players. He was one of my dad. He was probably my dad's favorite player, and he wasn't a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, but he loved Franco Harris, you know? Uh, and it, and it, I mean, when Tatum hits that ball and the other player. Frenchie Fuqua. Frankie Fuqua. Yeah. If you Frenchie. See, Frenchie. Or Frenchie. He hits it. The ball comes off in real time so fast. It's amazing how he catches that in full stride. I mean, uh, they rarely show it in full time. I mean, full speed. You know what I'm saying? But when they do, it's amazing how hard that hit was and how 
how the ball's just flying off. It's yeah, I, I heard Franco talk about it. He said uh, he was taught at Penn State that you run through the you know you run through the whistle on every play, and he just fortuitously had an idea of where that ball was going to end up somehow. And he was, you want to talk about right place, right time, uh, right scenario, that is it. And so we just wanted to touch on that and uh, RIP to a true legend and icon of, uh, of the NFL, Franco Harris. There's really no great way to segue off of something like that, but uh, we are going to do our best and get into the lighter side of things that happened in the NFL last week. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> Depending on what side you're oh, on. Oh, Nelly. Um, first of all, I just wanted to briefly touch, and I've been briefly touched because I, it's too embarrassing to spend too much time on. But uh, my Indianapolis Colts traveled to Minnesota. <laughs> Saturday startup. And I wasn't even planning on watching the game. I just, you know, I whatever the game's going to be a thousand to nothing and i think my exact quote was um these oh. are going to be boring yes yeah, sure. no, no, yeah. last week was snoozer games or something snoozer. like that yeah yeah <laughs> so well i was wrong on that and i kept i kept getting updates on my phone uh you know that uh the colts are ahead the colts scored again the colts scored again <laughs> So I finally turned the game on. I I don't remember exactly what the score was, but at halftime the Colts are ahead thirty three to nothing. Is that correct, 33 fellas? Thirty three to yes. nothing. Thirty three to nothing. And and I see that uh, the official Twitter account of the NFL puts out a tweet, something to the effect of, "Is this the greatest first half of defensive football in NFL history?" And I saw that tweet and I said, "Huh." <laughs> That is a mistake um, because <laughs> the the crazy thing was even up 33 to nothing, good friends of mine that live in Indiana that are, I mean, they're Colts fans. They were live betting the Vikings the entire time. Look, I thought about driving across to live bet that, but. At the time that I believe it was uh, twenty seven or twenty six to nothing, something something along those lines. I forget the exact score, but it was only a plus three hundred live bet. That shows how many people you you would not get those odds anywhere. That's how bad the odds were to live bet Minnesota on that. And uh, now I think it jumped up to nine hundred when it got to thirty three. But the, yeah, the plus three hundred. I was like, you, I'm not driving across the bridge for that, but. That's uh that that shows how much money came flooding in on Minnesota. Yeah, and rightly so because uh and you know, the interesting thing was the first possession that Minnesota had in the second half, they went three and out, and boy the Colts were still fired up and I think uh I think at one it was thirty six to three, I think, is what it was when Minnesota made their comeback. And you want to talk about a comedy. It's almost physically impossible to lose an NFL football game when you're ahead 36-3 to in the middle <laughs> of the third quarter. Do you know how many things have to go wrong for you to lose that game? And, boy, by the end of it, I was texting my friends. I wanted them so freaking bad to lose in regulation. I mean, I wanted them to lose in regulation. I wanted to see 
how it could be done. And by God, it almost happened. It did. Yeah, it I almost did. happened. You know, who is the most inconsistently consistent quarterback in NFL history? Well, it's got to be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I've never seen a quarterback that can look so horrible at times and in the middle of a game literally change like the night. Okay. I mean, I don't get I'm it. Gonna, gonna it gonna this is this not the you. first time this has happened. Uh, all right. It's the same thing that made uh, Eli Manning relevant again was the emergence of Odell Beckham when he came out where you have a guy that you can just throw the ball up and he's going to go up and get it and make you look good. And Justin Jefferson could make half the quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, 25 of the 32, whoever's even starting at quarterback these right. days because it's chaos, would make them look good. I mean, that kid is unstoppable. But uh, I don't know how I feel about their head coach whining about players coming and trying to hit him and take him out of the game. Like, I mean, they've been do this has been going on for years, guys. Like, that's part of the game. If you're a star player, no. you're going to take bad hits. But, but that was only Saturday. Yeah. I mean, the, I can't tell you how many – this was just a zany weekend, our, our weekend of NFL. Freddie has officially called zany. I love that. Yeah. Um, Sunday, uh, the game the, – the finish of the game that everyone is talking about, um, the formerly – I don't know what what word you would use. Unimpeachable genius of Bill Belichick uh, <laughs> calling this basically the Stanford band play. Do you think Belichick had anything to do with that? Well, the I players mean, players didn't write him out. I, 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 he didn't write the players out either. But isn't he the king of micromanaging and nobody does any? No, let me say this, Tuna. Uh, if 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 he didn't, Ramadre Stevenson's. C- can you imagine ten years ago, the Patriots doing something like that without getting the okay from Coach Belichick? Well, and, and, and that goes to look at. Remember Jonas Gray, running back from Notre Dame, that played for the Patriots. Yes, he had the one game in the NFL with the Patriots where he scored four touchdowns in one game. The next game he comes out, fumbles the first snap. We didn't see Jonas Gray again for three weeks. Right. So, I don't know if Ramadre Stevenson's getting cocky with that. Apparently, what they're saying is that they, they've practiced that play multiple times, but there's sure a, as hell didn't look like it. There's a distance <laughs> that has to be done before a player will throw the lateral, and that was too far across the field. I think it's like a, an eight-yard window, and – uh, hell, he ran back six yards before he threw it. Well, <laughs> obviously they need to watch more rugby because uh, that's what this is. Like. And then how about – was that the worst, the single worst uh, attempted tackle in NFL history? I love the former Patriot just just <laughs> stiff armor Mac Jones and into the feeble position. But I don't even know if he needed to do it. I think Mac Jones no, was going to fall backwards – and curl up whether he got touched or not. Name name the quarterback that least likely to make a catch in the NFL. I would probably deem Matt Jones as that guy. <laughs> Mike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm brainstorming right so now. Many I don't know. Different things. I mean, think about you Sam know, Darnold. Maybe that's not. You know, that's not even a bad. Say you bet on this thing and had a big parlay. That's not even a bad beat. That's like. 
I don't even know what the word they would use for it. Well, one guy won $2 million off of that. That was well, the final leg in a parlay. But I'm thinking some people lost on that, too. Well, of course they did. Oh, but my God. I, yeah, I, I went lost, outside for a smoke, and they came back I lose back everything, so it doesn't really what matter. What the hell happened? <laughs> We're not, why aren't we into overtime? What happened? Yeah. I don't know. It was... It was uh, I unfortunately didn't see that live, but people started texting me as soon as it happened and of course I, i'll take great delight in any time that the uh that the patriots fall flat on their face well uh, speaking of the patriots i found them way more likable now that brady's gone well, there, there's a lot of guys on that team i do like and you know that's funny that you mentioned uh, that tuna because i found myself and this is a, a, a tremendous admission on my part i found myself after that game Almost, almost uh-huh. feeling bad for Belichick. Almost. Oh, no, I can never almost, feel bad for Belichick. Almost. Yeah. I, like, I just felt like he is in, the, in that position now where everybody's talking about, man, after Brady left, man, the whole outfit's gone to, gone to hell. And, and what's crazy is he usually beats the crap out of his former assistant coaches. Yeah. And, 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 and it yeah. didn't happen this time. And, um, I, guys, I, I Brady Brady took a, a an ass spanking too. Let's not forget. Uh, he's been taking ass spankings uh, all year. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, that Tom Brady was up seventeen nothing and had twenty seven unanswered put on his. Mm-hmm. Uh, ouch! Speaking of uh, the that Colts defense, there's no excuse the that Vikings, defense is playing so how bad. How about the Bengals coming in and taking Brady down 27 unanswered. We're, we're not worried back. about the Bengals. Again, if, for whatever reason, you're force-feeding the Every Bengals on us. Every week, it's something and, beautiful. No, it's the same thing that I told told y'all <laughs> that week or last week when and the game was going on, that Bengals fans are to the NFL as vol- Tennessee volunteer fans are to college football. They all wear that same trashy orange color, some sort of shade of orange. orange. Black and They're all white. drunken – Illiterate people that throw stuff on the field. We live in the jungle. Yeah, that, yeah, they live in the jungle or in the mountains. It, 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 it's it's terrible. Like we we don't we, nobody cares about the Bengals. We just, just need to move on, guys. And I'm dropping this out of left uh, field because I'm not sure that you guys know this. Um, there is a very prominent Kansas City Chiefs Twitter Chiefsaholic. guy, Chiefsaholic, Chiefsaholic, who. Uh, is a uh, a very prolific tweeter. He tweets all the time. Uh, you know, he's one of the guys that that like the 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 big. All right, this guy goes to every Chiefs game, um, yes. away or home, and he's the guy that always dresses like the wolf, and he's yes. always like he's got the hype videos where he's sprinting towards the camera, holding the flag out. Got and a big gas if people have always, line. I mean, he's like in his twenties, so people have always wondered how he's like affording to go to all these games. So they just figured that he was like a trust fund kid or independently wealthy and or whatever. So what happens is uh his Twitter feed goes dark for two or three days and <laughs> he wasn't at a game. People are yeah, and people are wondering like th- there were because nobody knew what his real name was. So there were all these internet sleuths Steve Bartman. like trying to trying to figure out what the guy's name is and because they literally were wanted to call the police and say, can you find this guy and make sure that he's okay? Well, turns out, I mean, he's alive and well, but he's sitting in a jail cell because federal, 
Freddie, do you know how this guy was funding his uh, his trips to all these Chiefs games? No, I do not. He was robbing banks. Whoa. <laughs> the lone wolf McQuaid. And, and apparently, like, he would rob the banks. They're, they're, they're starting to look in and trace it all around to where he's been robbing banks, like, on the way to these games to pay you for his trips. you got to be kidding me. No. Not at all. And now some people think that he was wearing the wolf costume while he was robbing the bank. Come to find out that's another bank robber that wears a wolf outfit. So, Ah, I have not seen that. Yeah, this guy apparently just wears a regular mask. But so I don't I hope he doesn't get pinned with the wolf man's bank robberies. Like maybe we need to separate (laughs) completely different build. Like, uh, I don't know. But I just I found that to be. It's a guy who loves the Chiefs. I mean, he's addicted to the Chiefs. He's a Chiefsaholic, and I don't blame him. I love the Chiefs, too. Um, I would consider Robin Banks, maybe, to, to go watch him play. So, Wouldn't uh, you consider this weekend? I mean, That's a, uh, just off the, uh-huh. on the side, uh, he's being facetious. Uh, anyone that would be listening to this from a law, import, a law enforcement standpoint, uh, Tuna is not being serious. No. Yeah. No. yeah. Full disclaimer. Um, I but, I mean, it says in his name, Chiefsaholic. The man needs chi- needs his chiefs. He has to fund his chiefs. Like, I mean. Let me ask you guys something. Uh, have you ever, have you ever loved anything enough that you would be willing to commit a federal crime <laughs> to achieve? I, man. You know what? Uh, if you're telling me right now that Louisville could win a national football championship, I'd probably break some some federal laws to make that happen. I feel like, buddy, I'll give you one of mine. Well, what, 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 you, what you got? It's Harvey Updike Jr. over here. You probably poisoned uh, them trees uh, down there, didn't no, you? No, I would never have done that. Uh, there are other things, uh, possibly down there on the plains, that I would definitely do. But uh, no, I, I, that, that, that sounds a little insane. Uh, and, you know, what a great maneuver where he's like, you know where, you know where I'm rolling right after this? Straight to the game. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I would definitely consider some heavy. Tailgate. Did he tailgate it? Yeah, all? he tailgated like crazy. Oh, that's I'm what sure. all the all the videos came from. He was always like dressed as the wolf out there, not KC Wolf, the mascot. No, I got you. Yeah, just like a skinnier wolf type guy. Yeah, yeah, and but Bob he'd be you. always be. I mean, I guess like he would rob the bank and then put his wolf costume on after the fact and go drink beer and tailgate and tweet about it. But I guess he was recognized in his tweets by some people from the bank that seen it happen. That's how he ended up getting caught by being a prominent fan. And to go into this, there's another chiefs fan. Um, the Chiefs kind of have a long line of uh, we, we've got three fans right now. With major, yeah, I major thought, issues. I the Bengals were getting ragged well, on, yeah, yeah, and now yeah, he's yeah. going down the list of the we America's most wanted here. <laughs> we, we, we've got three. You guys have an entire city's worth. But uh, all right. Uh, oh we God. had a fan that was um, actually part of uh, – I can't pronounce his name because I'm, I'm a moron, but he he was involved in the um, Mafia. National Trade Center bombings in – what was it, 93? Oh, uh, 
the, the lobby, world, the yeah, World Trade the World Center. Trade Center. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah um, okay. Well, I guess he testified and went to witness protection. They put him in Kansas City, um, and he was naturally drawn to the Chiefs. He couldn't help but to go to Chiefs games because he loved Chiefs games so much, and he ended up getting there. recognized. And now he's banned from Arrowhead Stadium. They figured it out, and I don't know if they've given the guy a new title. <laughs> So, what else do you do in Kansas City besides chase tornadoes? You eat I mean, ribs and you listen to to blues music. Uh, by what do you way, do in Cincinnati? By eat the way, cinnamon chili so, and, yes, and what? Throw toilet yes, paper at each other? Yes. Go go sightseeing. Go to the Reds games. You know, Pete Rose. <laughs> Nobody goes to Reds games. Uh, sure they do. No, we've seen that. Um, you know, America's pastime. You drive across uh, the bridge. To uh, Newport, Satterfield's there now. I mean, there's all kinds of good things. <laughs> Hoop, which, by the way, it. I'd like to, to to note that he had the the um, uh, they have the worst ranked recruiting class today after National Signing Day in the Big Twelve. So, congrats, Sat, for keeping it up. All right, <laughs> that's right. It does sound weird to hear Cincinnati's uh, being said in the Big Twelve. And congratulations, Louisville, for winning their bowl game. That's against, right. Against uh, those Cincinnati yeah, Bearcats. By the way, yeah. Dion that was Branch, a, man. What a, dude, yeah, that was cool. Dude, how you know cool what? is that? What a class guy, man. Dude, he's Speaks awesome. Speakswell said all the right things before the game, after the game, during the game. I mean, mm-hmm. I was thoroughly impressed with Dion Branch. He just seems like a cool freaking dude. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, very I'm glad positive. that he, he, both him and Mark Ivey have been announced that they are staying on the staff. I right. saw that. So right. that's that, that's huge for the program. Well, but. I think with that, Travis, shouldn't we get a uh, look at some of these bowl games we got? Now, we're not getting into betting right now, are we? What are we no, no, no. We'll just uh, – I we can uh, touch quickly on how we did uh, with our – uh, wagers last week, Freddie. I think you had those. I think you can oh, tell us well, how sure. we did. Well, of course I will. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to go first because for the first time since we started the podcast, round of applause. Travis Carter went two and zero. Two and zero, baby. Two and zero. Jacksonville with the cover. Uh, by the way, that's a 17 point comeback on Dallas. Give it to me. Uh, which was fantastic. I mean, I guess this past weekend was lose. Big lead. That's what uh, uh, the NFL gave us. And then you also covered on a tight, tight BYU getting three and a half, 24-23 over SMU. Uh, Freddie was 4-0, and folks. Wow. Uh, that's a uh, UofL Fenway Bowl victory. Uh, Boise State, uh, Marshall, of course, and uh, Argentina. So, uh, and then uh, we'll get to Colin. He finally lost one uh, on his UConn versus uh, yes, Marshall. Yes, which you guys, uh, he, he you guys were on his, opposite sides of that last week. He on his Giants cover which, uh, against the Commandos. And then, uh, Matt, I'm going to let you explain what that parlay that you had working. Uh, okay, so I did an experiment last weekend, which if, if you guys didn't listen or you don't remember, I decided to bet $10 on each NFL game on the underdog's money line. Needless to say, this was a failed experiment. (laughs) But it was so close to being so successful because of all the upsets that almost happened that did not. 
We spoke on one earlier with the Colts. If they right. would have pulled that, that one game would have put me in, put that that as a positive experiment. Right. And then you you also had uh, what the Texans who barely lost to the Chiefs, um, the Bears who barely lost to the Eagles. Uh, let's go down this. The Jaguars did beat Dallas, so that made it not so bad. That right. kind of covered me a little bit, but. I can. It was. It was. It was actually. It was. It was intense and it was fun and I could see myself doing it again. But don't ever do it and expect to win any money. But <laughs> when, anytime I bet, I never expect to win money anyway. So it's a win-win. As long as I'm happy, we're good. And and we have the toppers tonight playing. I think. West yeah, we, Kentucky. We've, we've got them on. Uh, we've got them showing warm-ups as we uh, as we record this on Wednesday night. Their there game's going to kick off here. Shortly, I am going to uh, go ahead and say I, I'm not sure that I've said this forcefully enough that until Vegas figures out how bad Louisville basketball is, keep betting against Louisville. That's how I've won all my money this uh, Lipscomb since the season just started. beat them last night. I would just like to say the Florida A&M team that we um, played last week uh, took Kentucky down to the wire. Th- that score does not replicate what what happened. They that game was within six points with three minutes left. Yes, it was. We were watching it. Uh, could the could the card scare Kentucky this year on New Year's Eve? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Does Does Cal want to not embarrass his good buddy Kenny Payne? I said last more week, on that next week. I said last week that that I thought. Uh, it maybe might be a ball game going into the second half. I'm going to withhold my judgment until next week's episode. But to carry on about betting against Louisville, I haven't seen the spread yet for tomorrow night, but the Louisville is going to NC State tomorrow night, and whatever NC State's favored by, um, bet the hell out of it. Uh-huh. Hammer Definitely. it, hammer it, hammer it, do whatever. Yeah, you know what? what's funny? I actually have bet, uh, I, I did an experiment and bet the uh, under of both teams uh, last night. I did the Miami-Virginia game. How is that an experiment? You do it, that every week. No, I, yeah, but not in basketball. <laughs> oh, and, oh, dude, okay. I, I literally you. lost the Louisville game by one point, 141. It was 142. Uh-huh. And the Virginia-Miami game comes down to tonight. literally the last miss free throw. And I'm thinking, you know what? Never again. How in the world can those – can the two games I play be within one point of a basketball game? That scares That's the hell out no of me. No way to go through life. I'm no, always saying that. No, I will never do that. And by the way, it scared me so bad that I bet the over in the Western Kentucky game. So I am go over tonight. Oh, we're flipping you back. And just to let you guys know, the uh, the line for the Louisville uh, NC State game tomorrow night is NC State. Minus sixteen and a half, so it seems oh. like they they're slowly figuring it out. But I'm not sure that's enough points. No money line either, probably. Um, over one forty three point five. Right. So, and I found it interesting too during the bowl game so far. I know probably people, our listeners, probably haven't watched many of them. A lot of them are MAC teams, this, that, and the other. 
But the teams that did have a little juice to their name, Oregon State, Florida. Uh, Oregon State, Florida have been getting slaughtered. So what, what's happening down Oregon in Florida? Oregon State <laughs> slaughtered Florida. I, the under did come through there for me. Florida's looking like a sinking uh, ship. Who's buddy. the other one? Uh, oh, by the way, the Roadrunners let me down big time. Uh, that that would be uh, University of Texas San Antonio. But but what was the other big? Oh, Washington State. Talk about a clunker. Mm-hmm. Like Fresno, come and stomp on us. Well, didn't we talk about that last week? That Fresno was a team not to be messed with. We did. Like how how good they looked Where, against Boise. Why didn't I get that memo? Well, because you were reading the back of betting cards on who was going to kick penalty kicks next. <laughs> uh, you might have also been into your third glass of champagne. However, oh yeah, that could have easily. However, happened. oh I'm always I'm sorry, I am continuing to celebrate that number one recruiting class. Roll damn tide. Uh, oh boy! So we got, uh, but you know what? We do have. I did, you know, Eastern Michigan look good. Uh, Toledo. Uh, we do have. In in I'm a man. I'm forty coming up here soon. Uh, uh, Saturday night, I believe. Saturday, Saturday night. night. Okay, so you got Oklahoma State. Not that that's going to pump anybody. Or no, up. that may be Sunday night and or Friday night. I hell, I don't know. We have a good friend of the show, uh, Johnny Satterfields. Uh, Baylor Bears playing tomorrow night. Sorry, Johnny. Air Force, I'm all over them. Wow. I, I really am. I'm I mean, not kidding. I mean. I've, I've done some pretty good research. And I think Baylor's had a pretty decent amount of opt-outs, correct? Yeah, it's just one of those games where uh, Louisville got I'm, one I'm of them today. pretty hard. Kid from Lexington. I feel like Air Force is like my marshal, you know? Hmm. So that's uh that's tomorrow night. Uh Louisiana Houston playing the Independence Bowl. Uh Wake, Shreveport. Wake Forest and Missouri play in the Gasparilla Bowl. Have you guys heard <laughs> the uh Sam Hartman uh maybe entering the transfer portal after that game? I had not heard that. As a grad transfer. Oh wow. What yep. about Leary? Yeah. Congrats, Kentucky, for Kentucky getting a, gets a, a quarterback Devin that can actually Leary throw the from ball. from NC State. That's a nice, nice pickup. And I am curious to see how he recovers from that pec injury. Um, that's, a, that's a tough injury to come back from, you know, uh, especially LA, for a quarterback. LSU got a pretty damn good wide receiver from Alabama, too. They and, always uh, get good damn wide receivers. And, yeah, this isn't like breaking and he, news. And he goes straight to LSU, their rival. That's nice. Uh Wisconsin Oklahoma State is actually Tuesday night. Oh, that's right. That's late, what it is. Late that's night. what it is. Like yeah, ten thirty start. Okay. Uh no Graham Mertz for Wisconsin. I believe they're a three point favorite in that game. Two and a half to three point. Uh yes, they are right now Wisconsin three and a half point favorite. Okay. I'm really looking forward to watching that Wake Forest Missouri game. I'm not kidding. I think that's gonna be a fun. I just game. feel like you have an affinity for Eli Drinkowitz. I love Dinkaschnitz. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 the funniest <laughs> damn thing going. I mean, I love the guy and his teams play dirty. They they they'll kick and spit <laughs> on you a little bit. And uh I just and I think he's hilarious and uh I think this team's play hard for them. They do. I'm also looking forward to Oklahoma, Florida State on Thursday the 29th. Bet and the over. The, uh, the game that I'm most looking forward to before we record our next podcast is the Alamo Bowl. Texas 
and my adopted Washington. favorite team, Washington Huskies. Uh, congratulations, Mike Penix, for getting uh, Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, I have also seen, I mean, you know, now I'm obviously a big Washington fan, so I follow a lot of their social media. Uh, <laughs> I have seen that they've got a lot of, the most of their team is coming back uh, next year, and look for them to be an early uh, Travis Carter favorite to be in the college football playoff, maybe a little bit under the radar. I could go for that. I kind of think North Carolina, Oregon might be kind of a fun game. Yeah, that is. Wait, speaking of, let, let's let's talk about that for a second. Did you hear the news about Drake May being offered five million dollars of NIL deal to transfer by an unnamed school? Yeah, really. I don't believe it. Okay, if, I don't believe it. If if he did, and you're the coach, and and how in the hell did Pat Narduzzi know about it? Like what 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 brought Pat Narduzzi into the fold? Why was he chirping about it? It should have been Mike Brown, but wouldn't you call the said school out? I know Satterfield called out Nick Saban for tampering with Tyler Harrell, but who never played? But they still could improve. But it goes on now. I'm just saying, like a five million dollar deal for a quarterback to enter the transfer portal is tampering at its finest, of course. And the coaches should definitely, if that's going on, call that coach out. I don't know if it goes against the unsaid rules of the coaching fraternity, but you got to do something. I just something. can't imagine. I mean, maybe that's where we're at, but I can't imagine that the number was anywhere close to $5 million. Well, didn't Tennessee pay a kid $3 million out of high school to come play for him? Gosh, I don't know. I think it was, what was it, 2 or $3 million. Um, So, I mean, you have a proven guy like Drake May, and if that's a guy that could – Get your team to the college playoffs. If you've got a team built all around, the only thing you're missing is a quarterback. I could see five million from some donor coming in and coming in easy. Interesting, very interesting. There. What do you th do? You, let me ask y'all a question. I'm uh, zoned out on that because I'm not a Drake May fan. <laughs> but uh, we weren't talking Alabama football, so we spaced out. <laughs> Do you all like when you're say say on Thursday and Friday, you know, uh, and then getting into Christmas Eve? There's actually a game on Christmas Eve at eight o'clock. I mean, do, do your family does your family it's much watch football? News. What? Like when you're sitting around, and obviously these are days when you're with your family. You know, we got a big snowstorm coming. My in family tomorrow. watch football. My family do raised you, do me. Do you watch football? They watch football. Like when you're. When, do you have the game on the TV when yes. you're sitting around? Uh, we don't watch with, Christmas with, movies. Uh, chestnuts on an open fire. We don't, or, we don't like, have open my fires family either. Family could has like uh, like uh, Navy Seals on. <laughs> like there is no football. I do love anywhere. Charlie Sheen. No, I'm talking about Navy Seal the sitcom. What? There's a sitcom. Well, yeah, oh, the, I don't like even the know reruns. Nash. I, I thought you were know. talking about like the '80s. Uh, uh, whatever. But movie. it's it's kind of depressed. Like it really brings me down when I when I finally travel and I get. I'm like, you know what? Hey, Uncle Jerry, you wanna want a cocktail or whatever? Yeah, give me one of them eggnogs. 
And you're sitting there, and uh, you're how can like, there be a Navy Seal sitcom? And then you go into the. <laughs> it's not even. And then you go into the. I think he meant not a sitcom. It's a it's a weekly it's television a weekly drama. Television oh, like a drama. Show. Okay, okay. Yes. God, I'm thinking like Cheers, awful. like. No. And uh, and you get there, and, and you get your egg night, and you sit on catching the TV's turned off, or when it's turned on, it's on like Gunsmoke. Or whatever. It's kind of, it's like the most depressing thing in the world. Like, you should always, when you have family over uh-huh. for the holidays, you turn the TV on a sporting event, okay, whether you so like it or not. What's the um, What's the game on uh, Christmas Eve night? Well, Christmas Eve night is middle uh, Tennessee versus San Diego State. See, that's depressing as hey, hell to me. No, it's not. I <laughs> won on Middle Tennessee State. Okay, but the rest of their family did not. They'd right, probably rather right. watch. And then Davey Wake Sills in Missouri's on Friday. That's another uh, family event we have now. Obviously, Christmas Day is filled with four NFL games, so well, those Saturday, will yeah. be on. Christmas, like, maybe it's just a Christmas Eve football. is loaded I'm such with a college football psycho. Uh-huh. That that's what it is. It's See, just, they it used to always be the on. NBA and Christmas. That's what what it was known oh, for. That sure. was the only thing that was on at Christmas, and so, so just as a cool sporting event. Are... But I don't know. I'd I'd probably rather watch Navy Seals in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you're gonna have to focus on the NBA when we get going on here well, after uh, football's over with. So uh, get your uh, notes ready for. Morant and LeBron oh my and Jokic. Gosh. I think Jokic is going to be your favorite player. Yeah, this Tuna, is going to look this is like gonna be Jokic. work. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. You, you look like, like Jokic. Him. You move like him. Freddie. Silky smooth. Imagine that your team that you watch religiously is University of Louisville this year, and then imagine being upset that you actually have to watch people that – can effectively play basketball <laughs> in the NBA. Okay, right, right. so this this is what I, this is what I realized what I'm going to do with my winner because it, it's almost uh, really just watch Spider Mitchell. So I decided I'm going to embed in hockey. I'm going to find me a hockey team, and I've always kind of been like a Predators fan loosely, right? But um, you know, I wouldn't we watch their games the religiously. But the problem is. I can't watch Preds games because they're all blacked out on on ESPN Plus for it because we're too close to Nashville. So I'm going to pick another team. We get the Blue Jackets here. That's our that's our well. We used to get local the, team, the Predators too. They blacked both those those out because oh. it's Fox Sports Ohio and it was Fox Sports South. I now still that get Valley the, owns them. I still get the Blue Jackets games. Here. Okay, see, I don't get um, any of it. I get it through ESPN Plus, so you can watch all the hockey games. But those two teams are blacked out. So I have to figure something out. I'm thinking I might lean toward the Carolina Hurricanes. I grew up a Boston Bruins fan. Okay. Do you want to know my team? Chicago Blackhawks. Damn right. Chris Chelios for life. Even though he left and went somewhere else. Isn't too. wasn't that like twenty years ago? It was. I mean, I'm I think a, I had like a dude, Nintendo a Bulls, video game with Chicago, Chris Chelios on uh, it. I'm a Bulls Blackhawks guy through and through from Jordan and Chelios. That's Ooh. just how I roll. Well, I'll, I'll attempt, guys, to watch NBA, but it honestly, the game seems like it's. Um, they're just looking for an open three, and then that's about it. 
But the thing and they're is, all such good shooters well, that they just they go, are, like, like and dude, they work on their shots and where their points are and where they're. I mean, you know, it's weird, folks. Let me explain something to you. We live in a city, Louisville, Kentucky, that had a sports team, a sports ABA team. Travis knows them well, and we, Louisville, uh, uh, Kentucky Colonels. By the way, I'm going to say their name. Uh, and there's a lot of lore behind them. Uh, Artis Gilmore, great players. We could go on and on. Hubie Brown. Hubie John Brown. Rob Brown, just screw all that and, uh, up. Yes. Uh, you Which know, major rivals with the Indiana Pacers, uh, uh, actually Indiana uh, and George uh, McGinnis. And the, the lore in this town was huge. Then you have Louisville basketball, Kentucky basketball in the state. And everyone in Louisville hates the NBA, you know, and it's just uh, it's unfortunate that we can't get everyone together. See, I don't to think that has to anything to do with it. NBA like, team I grew up watching the NBA. I love the NBA used to be my favorite sport over the NFL, believe it or not. Like when the days of Michael Jordan and well, who John Stockton and, and Carl playing? Malone and, right. and Sean Kemp and, you know, he goes on and on. But what, what, let me ask you a question. What made you change once those guys all retired? Well, they didn't why all did, retire at once. It like was a trickle out. I even liked watching in. Kobe Bryant play and, and guys like that. The game's soft now. It's it's just. I do agree that it, it's, it is soft. It's, it's, it's like soccer. You guys love soccer and you love NBA, and that makes perfect sense to me because it's the same flopping around. Like that. Well, dude, the worst see, thing going on in the NBA is people sitting out. For stupid shit, I think, <laughs> I think the, the, the idea that uh, somehow the NBA is worse because it's not physical as physical as it mm -hmm. was is insane to me because no, it's beautiful those, to the, watch those games you as much as hand check anymore as much as we romanticize that era of the NBA uh -huh. if you go and I have. I have a library of Pacer games from that era on DVD right over there. Uh -huh. And you want to watch some ugly ass basketball? Yeah. The Can Knicks, I just say it looked the like Knicks, they, they were the Pistons, competing better? Yeah. Like it no. looked like it looked like they were getting out there and laying it all on the line. You're now right. it's all finesse You're and right. pretty boy bullshit. Fights, but and man. then it was like punch you in the mouth, right. grind it out. We're gonna we're you gonna to, we're gonna go through hell. For for sixty Except minutes. Except it wasn't like that on a nightly basis. You're, yeah, you're thinking about the games that stick out to you. It's like the hockey playoff playoffs. games. Hockey playoffs are way round here in the playoff time. Yeah, you know, I mean like, it's just human nature. I imagine you remember a you know a, a Nuggets Kings game from 1991 on a Tuesday night in February was the most unwatchable basketball that's probably ever been played mm -hmm. in recorded human history. And I think that's where a lot of people that romanticize the, quote, good old days of the NBA, they think, well, Christ, we saw, I remember Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing play. Well, yeah, you remember the 10 games over eight years. But it's amazing how many well, people them. dropped off. You, you talk about the Pacers. When Rick all, Smith was one of my favorite favorite that, basketball players ever. When like, that dream team dropped off and everyone eventually retired, it's amazing how many NBA fans 
in this town because we don't have a, a franchise fell off and just said, I'm done with the NBA. I don't know if it was Allen Iverson. Coming do you out really think that that had to do? I don't know if the two are associated but with dude, each other. We never, Travis and I've tried to figure it out for years why there's been a drop off. And no I just one feel like this is just a college sports state. Like we're driven by college but sports. But think about putting the two college teams together and pull for one team. If there was an NBA team here, we would. I would pull for it and I, I would love it and, and I'd watch it because right. it's it's one thing. And by the way, thank you, Tom Jurek and Rick Patino for what was it, the Memphis Grizzlies that were going to come here? Uh, I can't remember if it was them or Oklahoma City. It was no, one it, of was, those teams. it was the Hornets. Uh, was it? Wasn't the Hornets? We've been in line a couple of different yeah, times. He, yeah, we they were, they were actually the, coming here, the and they said no. Like this is you, you can't have our arena. He was gonna. They were gonna try to make the NBA team play in Freedom Hall. So, yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, they knew it wasn't going to happen because they were worried that it would take away from their prize Louisville basketball. But Well, folks, just so you know, now you've heard a little, finally, a little back and forth about the NBA. So there's going to be more coming. Just like the World Cup, I will make an attempt to to get into the NBA. But 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 we're we're going to focus more on college basketball. We love college basketball. Everyone loves college basketball. Uh, we don't want to focus on too many things that not everybody is involved in. But on the NBA, you just got to hit on it a little bit until it gets up to the playoffs. Then it gets fun. Right. Um. So that did uh, take a quick right turn into NBA basketball, which I'm kind of happy about. But did, uh, You know what got us into that was like Navy SEALs. That Navy <laughs> oh, SEALs yeah. always bring yeah. you into NBA. Don't know? It's yeah. like more- and. To tie a bow on that, uh, I think that you're if you don't just walk, if you walk into somebody's house on Thanksgiving or at Christmas time, especially if they're close family and they don't have a football game or a basketball game on, I think you just go over, you grab the remote, and you turn it on, and you make them make the decision to then turn it off. Right, like, hey, you guys care if I check the score? I wouldn't they even, don't even ask. ask. Don't, don't give them I wouldn't even ask. Yeah, you just go in. You just go in there and, and turn thing. it on. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I was raised in a culture where sports were always on TV no matter what. So. Well, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm talking about the end line. Yeah. They were just they, – they, what are they up from by Cincinnati? Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, only, and, and uh, just checking. And, and hey, my brother-in-law's listening to this. Uh-huh. Shout out to him. And uh, do y'all you put cinnamon on your turkey? He, he, he's a big uh, Bengals <laughs> Bengals fan. <laughs> our turkey. Oh my God! Maybe on our yams. Uh, but that, but uh, pipe no, me but open he, a guys. I'll give it to him. He does make sure that I've got uh, a TV set up on something. So because uh, he knows I'm a psycho. But uh, I just think it is funny sometimes to go in. You're like sitting there around the family and kids run around. You're like, God, I sure would like to know the score of that freaking whatever game is going on. And <laughs> guys, as as we're talking about. Um, That's what phones are for, I guess, now. As we're talking about family get togethers, uh, all the great food that we're going to be having. Uh, I do want to uh, give a shout out to. Uh, our 
studio's title sponsor, Bill's Famous Cheese Spreads. Yeah. Uh, when you guys are getting together this year, uh, whether you're watching football, basketball, or the latest episode of Navy SEALs, uh, I would <laughs> implore you to uh, go to your fine establishments around the city of Louisville and Lexington and ask if they've got Bill's Famous Cheese. Uh, we've got the uh, Zesty Original. We've got the uh, Gouda. We've got smoked. Uh, yeah, it's the a smoked Gouda. Gouda. Um, we've got dill. Uh, really, there's a uh, is the dill back? It's a crushed pepper dill. I is think. the dill back? I think it is. The dill's my favorite, man. Yeah. Um. So uh, they are on uh with salmon on the web at uh Freddie. What's the, the uh What's the website? Do you remember? Uh, I think it's www.billsfamousspreads.com, and that is not gambling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give, them a, give them a shot over this holiday season. I think you will like it. Uh, we are on social media, on Twitter, at BlockoutPod. That is at BlockoutPod. Um, guys, we've got a few minutes left here. Uh why don't we get into our uh, bowl, if you have a particular bowl game that you would like to talk about, or... And we're only betting, we're only bet, we're only giving our picks up until Thursday because our next show will be for the big bad boy bets. Correct. Right, so this is just up till Wednesday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Because I did want to include the uh, Washington Huskies. Oh in there. yeah. Oh, All right, yeah. I'm going to start in on this. Uh, I got two NFL night games that I, that I really like. Um, and uh, NFL something to keep an eye on this this weekend with the all the weather and all the backup quarterbacks going. So there could be a lot of unders out there um, and a lot of uncaught up spreads just yet. Right now, I'm looking at the Bucks at. Cardinals minus seven and a half. Trace McSorley is actually getting the start down there. Colt McCoy is out. That was announced earlier today. I thought he was a hockey player. I'm curious to see what uh, <laughs> what that spread's going to go well, to, but hard. I really like the seven and a half that it's at right now. And then we're going to go on to the Monday night football game. Uh, Colts, I think they announced that Nick Foles will be getting the start in that game. Oh, and wow. uh, He's that a game's winner. at Indianapolis. Uh, the Chargers are minus four and a half right now. I actually like the Colts to cover that four and a half with Nick Foles to give a little spark to that uh, Colts offense. So, and plus, try try going to practice every week after blowing the biggest game in NFL history. Like those guys, I know they're struggling right now, but they still get paid to play football at the highest level, and they are pros. So that's interesting because I am going. 180 degrees opposite of you in that game. I am taking the Chargers to win by a thousand. Mm -hmm. That's your heart. Well, I mean, not only do I hope that they lose by a thousand, I think they will lose by a thousand. <laughs> I think this outfit is horribly coached. I think for the most part, they don't really care anymore. Um, and, I think a guy in Nick Foles that is literally getting his first reps with the first team all season long, mm -hmm. I think they're in big trouble. And I think uh, the Chargers run away with that game. Uh, our guest picker, my nephew Colin, likes the Lions 
minus two and a half against Carolina. Weather game. And he also likes, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, The in the Camellia Bowl? The Camellia Bowl? <laughs> Shamala? <laughs> it's Georgia Southern versus Buffalo. He likes... Congrats, Colin, for breaking that game he down. He likes Georgia Southern minus two and a half in the... Camellia Bowl. Okay, I got to go against Colin on that one just because I'm pure Maction. <laughs> I, I like, uh, I, I'll take any Mac team any day, anywhere, any place, and it worked out last night with Toledo. Freddie, what do you have for us? Well, I want to know if uh, your boy Penix is playing for Washington. Of course. Okay. Uh, uh, my They're my number one bet of the week. I was going to get to that at the end. I'm taking Washington. Plus, they are plus four against Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Right. I'm, I'm also taking that. Uh, I love that pick. Uh, I'm really, really high on Florida State. Uh, and I'm going to tease that down to about six and a half. I think it's nine right now. But I like Florida State uh, uh, in whatever bowl they're in. And I like the over. Uh, for sure in that. I, like that. I like them in whatever bowl they're in. That's right. Whatever bowl <laughs> game they're in, I like them. Uh, I also like, um, I do like the over on the Old Miss-Texas Tech uh, game. And uh, what's the name of that bowl? Old Miss-Texas Tech? <laughs> the Tax Act-Texas Bowl. Yes, they're there in the go. Texas Bowl. There you go. And Florida State plays Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowl, by the way. Right, right, right. And uh, I must say, I'm going with Arkansas over Kansas. <coughs> and I think Arkansas is uh, giving three. And I like Arkansas. And uh, the that's in the Liberty Bowl down in Memphis. Liberty Bowl down in Memphis. Yeah, I want no there, part there of that game. No. Oh, really? That's what you said about Marshall. Did I? Were <laughs> you just saying stuff? Oh, you all were like, oh yeah, uh, no, I think I'm with UConn on that one. Oh yeah, I like UConn. And so then I bet hundred on Marshall. I think we got to go to the tape on that. They won. This all sounds and like they nonsense. covered big. I mean, they were up twenty-one nothing at one point. You, you just spaced out through half the show tonight. Like I, I don't know if like you remember well, what just happened last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I do also like uh, Central Florida over Duke. <laughs> that is in the military bowl. Central Florida would be plus three in that game. I'm really just waiting till the next week, man, when the real game yeah, exactly, start up. exactly. I mean, I'm betting my house on Bama over Kansas State. Come on, huh. given five with with the studs opting in to come back. I don't even want to talk about it now. We'll talk about it next week. Clearly, you don't want to talk about it now. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah. If we open the floor. For the next two hours, I don't think you would stop talking about no, it. But, but I, I mean, I just uh, the, the, everyone's like, "Ooh, that one's a tricky. Uh, that the way something's wrong there." No, nothing's wrong. Everybody save up their money till next week. You've heard it from the fabulous Bet one on himself. the goat with a month to prepare. I'm looking forward to that. 
<laughs> well, folks, uh, we can't thank you enough for listening once again to the Blockout Sports Pub. Uh, we are on Twitter as always at Blockout Pod at Blockout Pod. Uh, give us a like or, or a follow. Uh, give us a like and a follow uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, we will be recording again next Thursday where we'll break down the college football playoff and all the big bowl games. We'll get into what happens uh, in the next couple of days um, as far as uh, the NFL and the bowl games. And we may even uh, give Matt a couple of teams to uh, start watching as it relates to the NBA. And Freddie's trying to get well, me to get your, your attention. What's your favorite? Uh, should we do favorite uh, before we get off of here? Favorite Christmas song or Christmas cocktail, something like that. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you what my. I mean, it's easy for me. My favorite Christmas song is uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie doing the uh, doing a little drummer boy. I like that. I, I like mean, that. that that's that's number one, and it it doesn't. There's not even a close second. Uh. I, I, I'm not going to take Matt's uh, George Michael and Wham song, so I'm going to choose. Uh, I'm going to choose this Christmas by Donny Hathaway from the uh, '70s, yep. late '70s. I like there. that one. Now I'm going to go Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, and Smoky Mountain Christmas. Or I'm sorry, Hard, Hard Candy, Hard Christmas. Candy Christmas, Hard Candy Christmas. Yes, um, I heard that today. Yes, I heard that song and today. I, guess, I suppose we'll all be drinking bourbon. By, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're asking our favorite pie. holiday cocktail, I just like to open a bottle of wild turkey and pour it in a glass. I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> you can shake it if you want. If that makes you feel better, I don't know. Stir it around with a fancy stick. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> the only difference uh, between the makers and Coke I'll have on Christmas Day and the makers and Coke I'll have tonight is that it will be Christmas Day when I have that makers and Coke. There you go. I'm thinking about maybe uh, doing a little cinnamon stick, uh, dropping it in something. Of course. Just, uh, Mr. Cincinnati. Yeah, no kids. cinnamon you know, I'm on everything. Taking a cinnamon stick and dropping it in a bowl of chili. <laughs> 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 on that note, everybody, we would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and from all of us at the Blockout Sports Pod, from behind the master control desk in the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, this is Travis Carter saying Merry Christmas and so long, everybody. Uh-huh.